Hello, and welcome to Guardian Ghost Cast. Um, this week's episode with uh, Muted Fox will be delayed due to some audio issues. We're currently working on it. Um, it will be up maybe a week or two late. Um, so you will hear us talk about the TWAB. Um, mind you, it would be a little late for that, of course, because he passed. But, of course, I'm going to do a quick read of it for you guys. That way you don't miss out on any news. Um, not sure who the next guest is, but this week we have... This week at Bungie, 429-2020-21. Alright, so, uh, Season of the Chosen is starting to wind down, preparing to transition into Season of Redacted. While things are wielding, winding down, many of you are still on the path to finish your Season of Challenges. While some activities have gone and gone, there are still ample time for you to complete challenges that require longer time commitments. Knife also have double rewards this week for those on the hunt for sweet legendary rolls. Next week, Double Infamy will help many of you finish up the In It for the Infamy challenge. Guardians can now complete the final seasonal challenge week. As part of Bungie's rewards, you can redeem the free Thrill of the Chase emblem as you complete the Master of All Triumphs. So you can still get the emblem. Alright, so ready, set, raid. In case you haven't heard already, Vault of Glass is coming to Destiny 2 for the first time next season. And though we haven't revealed Season of Blank Redacted yet, we want to make sure you have time to make any arrangements necessary if you're planning on taking a challenge of getting a VOG grade clear on day one. So, Vault of Glass will go live on May 22nd at 10 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time, or PDT. That's right, Guardians will be getting up against Antheon in less than a month. The story isn't changing, but you may notice other differences. Our goal was to keep the feeling similar to how you remember it, but we have made some updates to bring this content up to Destiny 2 standard. We don't want to spoil anything, though. Experience it for yourselves starting May 22nd. It's a race! World's first races have been exciting events over the last seven years since, well, we first kicked things off with Vault of Glass back in 2014. Back then, no one really knew what to expect with this new, highly challenging cooperative activity. There was a mystery and excellent, an excitement in the air that set the stage for all future races to come. With this being the first raid returning from the Destiny Content Vault, we asked ourselves how to recapture or reimagine that moment. Our goal is to not fundamentally evolve this raid into something completely new, so this will be the first race outside of previous hard modes, where players have a broad understanding of what to expect, while still encountering changes they'll have to adapt to. With that in mind, we're shaking things up with a new type of world first race. Vault of Glass will launch with contest mode enabled for 24 hours. You will need to be at 13,000 power, or sorry, 1300 power to be at the cap for all encounters. Clearing Vault of Glass with contest mode active is the first step to access the new challenge mode in the Director and the Tempo's Edge Triumph. Completing Tempo's Edge is a curated list of triumphs in a newly unlocked challenge mode. Will be how a fighting crosses the finish the world's first finish line and claims their prize. To enforce the triumph requirements in the challenge mode, either your team will wipe if you fail the success conditions during each encounter. What prize, you ask? We decided to make a belt for the occasion, but also wanted to respect the guardians who were first to be victorious in the Vault of Glass nearly seven years ago. These belts will have a silver aesthetic and will have the clan name of the OG World's First Fire Team featured. So it's kind of cool looking. I'm looking at it right now. It's got it's kind of nice. It's, I mean, it's got on the on the side. It's got 2014. Tells you what the clan was, and then on the other side, it'll say 2021. It'll put the clan name, and then you have your player name, of course. And it's pretty cool looking. To be honest with you, um, 
Next, it says Challenge Mode and the Tempo's Edge Triumph will only be available for the first 24 hours, and then that mode, that node will disappear. The encounter changes, challenges will become available again later in the season. We will have a full array of raid rewards and bungee rewards associated with Vault of Glass, as well as an emblem available for completing it. We'll cover all the details on how to get them soon. One quick thing to call it out is that opening area of Vault of Glass will be a private space for your fire team, so you don't expect any backup from Wandering Guardians. You won't be able to abandon the mission and explore Venus, as tempting as it is. There's only one way forward, and that's into the vault. As with any world's first race, we will be following along and keeping an eye on the action as it unfolds. So that's pretty cool. Uh, vault of Glass coming back there, talked about it. Kind of wish they would have, uh, you know, snuck in a few details, but, you know, what are you going to do? Um, next they have is Linear Voop Rifles. So a few weeks ago we talked about upcoming changes we are making to the sandbox. We started by looking at a few weapon types that were a little hot and needed some cooling down. Today we are focusing on some upcoming buffs coming next season. Weapons feature lead Chris Proctor is here with the details and goals behind what we have planned. Heavy weapon rolls, Chris Proctor says. Hello everyone, it's great to be back. First, I want to share how we think about weapon rolls. With heavy weapons in particular, we intend each weapon to excel in one or two areas, making them optimal choices in particular situations, based on target types or engagement distance. For heavy weapons, this is how we intend the weapons to fill rolls of ad clear, single target damage, and burst damage. Explanation of rolls. Ad clear, clearing weaker enemies faster than you could with a primary ammo weapon. For most content, primaries do the ad clear job perfectly well, so this is most useful in high-difficulty PvEs such as Grandmaster Nightfalls, where sometimes benefit from the rapid-fire damage of a machine gun or the group-clearing potential of a rocket launcher. Single-target wow. damage, burning down a boss. Burst damage, burning down a champion quickly, or for bosses with multiple damage phases, clearing a phase quickly. How weapons map to rolls. Swords. Ammo-efficient, ad-clear, single-target sustained damage, secondary burst damage at the cost of being next to a dangerous target. Rocket launcher, burst damage, and secondary ad-clear. Machine gun, ammo-efficient, ad-clear, secondary single-target sustained damage. We expect to adjust machine guns in a future season. They're not currently hitting this target. Linear fusion rifles, single-target tar sustained damage, where the target has a handy crit spot, secondary burst damage. Drum Grenade Launchers, Burst Ad Clear, Secondary Single Target Damage, and Exotic Snipers, Single Target Sustained Damage, where the target has a handy crit spot. A few examples of how we used heavy weapons in playtests of high difficult content or when we've played Grandmaster Nightfalls in retail. Linear Fusion Rifles, Burning Down Champions, Boss Damage, where the boss has a crit spot or with Divinity. Rocket Launcher, Burst Damage Against Champions or Bosses, particularly with Lasting Impression. Clearing up clumped up waves of tough ads. Machine guns breaking down matching shields and grandmasters where our weapons can't do the trick. Using machine gun instead of primary weapon is in a heavy ammo rich situation where your primary and special weapons are not rapid fire. Example, Lemonarch, Succession, whatever machine gun has a useful damage type in this grandmaster. That's pretty cool. Um, it's a pretty long explanation of what they're talking about. It's kind of cool. I'm kind of liking this. I mean, it's definitely unique. It's very detailed in what they wanted, so it's pretty nice. Um, balance philosophy. There are two approaches we take to making balance changes. Big swings make a big change that we believe will immediately encourage new player behavior. Most useful when we need or to nerf or buff something hard enough 
that everyone can tell that it's happened, with the exception that we may need to dial the tuning in a later release. Examples, the 120 hand cannon buff in Beyond Light or the rocket launcher buff in Seasons of the Chosen. Incremental changes. Take something that we feel isn't far from where it needs to be and nudge it a little bit at a time, most useful when we don't want to overcorrect and make something overpowered or when we don't want to have a change with huge test wake and would prefer smaller, safer changes. Example, the precision auto rifle change outlined below or the season of the arrivals high impact pulse rifle change. In most releases, we, we make changes of both types and which we choose for a given feature depends on how much time we have to test and iterate on a change, how many changes are already in ready release, and how close we think a feature is to being balanced already. A small note of damage fall off distances. What's next? Um, when we call out changes to damage fall off distance, we always do so according to a weapon's base damage fall off, i.e., hip fire. Damage falloff distance increases differently based on a weapon's zoom. So for example, the fusion rifle distance changes described below, or the hand candidate distance changes called out previously, will be higher when zoomed. So, next we have actually some changes that are coming. So give me just a second, I'm just going to take a ring. Alright, says weapon archetypes. Precision, 450 RPM auto rifles. This subfamily fell behind other auto-rifles in the auto-rifle tuning last year, so damage has been increased to be closer to the time to kill of the others. Increased precision, 450 RPM of auto-rifle damage per bullet from 17 to 18. Rares. We added a rare machine gun and bow to the world loophole recently, but we didn't have any obtainable linear fusion rifles or breach grenade launchers and wanted to make sure these archetypes were also easily accessible. Adding existing but obtainable rare linear fusion rifle and breach grenade launchers to the world loot pool. Cool to know, I guess. Um, linear fusion rifles. This is going to be some pretty interesting stuff. This is pretty cool. All right. There is an unpopular choice in PvE, largely because other weapons do their intended job. Single targets sustain damage better or more effectively without the requirement of landing all precision hits. We want to make linear fusion rifles focus on precision damage, but decided to increase the precision damage to make them more competitive and increase reserves to give them more staying power. Note that we have been seeing plenty of suggestions to move some of or all linear fusion rifles out of the heavy slot, but this is a substantial amount of work and a balance risk for PvE or PvP. Sorry, due to the difficulty of balancing sniper rifles as instant shot weapons against linear fusion rifles with charge time, with wildly varying flinch and aim assist values, and reduces weapon diversity in the heavy slot. It's still a possibility for some time in the future, though, if tuning them as heavy weapons doesn't have the desired effect. So they're going to increase the precision damage by 15% and increase the reserve ammo by 20%. Fusion rifles, the recent buff to fusion rifles ranges, had a side effect of making the best subfamily for PvP, high impact. Even better, so we've decided to bring low range stat fusion rifles up to far, up to a fair bit. Increase the damage fall off start distance for fusion rifles, no effect on 100 range stat, um, but plus 2 meters on 0 range stat. So... Interesting. All right, next up we have perk changes. So perks, subsistence. When we made this perk, we were experimenting, yeah, experimenting with unusual downsides for power, powerful perks, but ultimately we decided that reducing reserves wasn't an intended trade-off or an interesting trade-off. We, we also wanted to be able to put the perk on a special and heavy weapons where reducing reserves would feel terrible. Submachine guns were granting a much smaller magazine fraction than auto rifles, so we fixed that at the same time. 
no longer reduces reserve ammunition. Submachine guns now receive the same ammo fraction per takedown that auto rifles do, was 10%, like most weapons, now 17%, same as auto rifles. High impact reserves and under pressure. Due to technical strengths at the time these were created, the trigger conditions for these is, a project, is on projectile impact. The bonus won't take effect until you fire the weapon once. But we have more flexibility and perk activators now. These are now active as long as their conditions are met. Nice. Unrelenting. This was hard to trigger in difficult content, and the health awarded was hard to perceive. Now easier to trigger in PvE. Immediate trigger on majors and heals 20% more. Pretty cool. Sympathetic Arsenal isn't appealing enough for many players, as it is, but it's a useful niche in niche situations, so we decided on small buff to sweeten it a little. Now grant plus 20 reload in addition to its primary effect. Nice. Dragonfly. It always bugged us that Dragonfly wouldn't proc on every enemy you could finish with a precision hit. Now works on heavy shanks and servitors, and occurs even faster than after this season of the Chosen Fix. Alright, cool. Alright, sorry. <clears throat> hipfire Grip. We are being careful not to overbuff this, since when Hipfire is too effective, it changes the game significantly. So we're bumping this a bit more over the Season of Arrivals buff to make it a more useful option. Plus 1 degree precision Hipfire angle threshold, plus 1.2 times reticle stickiness fall off distance. One degree doesn't seem that much, but for the reference, hand cannon name assist, cone angle is 2.5 degrees at 0 AA, to a 3 degrees at 100 AA. And you can feel the difference between a 90 AA hand cannon and a 100 AA can hand cannon, a 0.05 degree increase, so a small difference can be significant. Note the precision hip fire angle caps. At the aim down sights, aim assist cone angle... I Okay, this is all technical terms. If you understand these, good for you. If you do not, I don't know what to tell you. Can't help you. Sorry. Um, <laughs> all right, next up we have... Oh, man. Um, let me see if I can get my glasses real quick. They're not even, like, actual glasses, but... It's like the lights are bugging my eyes today. Um, all right, let's see. Ah, Iron Grip, Iron Gaze, and Iron Reach. We are cautious when making stat bump perks in Season of the Rivals, not wanting to break weapon stat ranges too low at a low two cost. Well, blah, 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 blah. stat bump perks in Season of Rivals, not wanting to break weapon stat ranges at too low a cost. But the penalties these shipped with were too much. Now we've seen them in the wild. Reduced secondary stat penalty from minus 40 to minus 30. So they've added an extra 10. So they're giving us, they're lessening it, which is not bad. That's not bad. So, no, ooh, okay. All right, here we go. <clears throat> ooh, okay. So, osmosis and elemental capacitor. We didn't have time to address these when stasis came into being, but always wanted them to work correctly when playing a stasis subclass. Osmosis now switches the weapon to stasis damage when playing a stasis subclass. This should work for any mechanics that ask for stasis damage, but not for stasis ability damage. Also created stasis VFX for all weapon types that Osmosis can appear on. More coming later. Elementor Capacitor with a stasis subclass grants plus, rec plus recoil direction and reduces ADS move speed penalty. Woo, that's nice. I'm actually looking forward to that one. All right. Next up, we have no distractions. Because of an exotic change below and the sniper of flinch changes in Season of the Chosen, 
we wanted to make no distractions a more appealing option for combating flinch. Reduced trigger aim time from 1.5 seconds to 1 second and increased flinch reduction from 30% to 35%. Nice. Alright, celerity and bottomless grief. We addressed these specifically in earlier twa, but here are the buffs again. Note we had that we have buffed the perks themselves. These changes will apply to your existing drops or these weapons. These being alternate perks on adept weapons cannot be applied retroactively though. So celerity now grants plus 20 handling and plus 20 reload in addition to triggering effect. Bottomless grief always grants you plus 30 to the magazine in addition to the triggering effect. Sweet. <sighs> Alright, here we go. Thresh. This change is already live and not a buff so much as a bug fix. Thresh unintentionally only worked in PvP for certain weapons beyond light, but Thresh has worked for all weapon types in PvP since season the chosen launch, so they corrected that one. So, cool. Alright. Let me get a drink. These are a lot of, like, changes. My word. Holy crap. Alright. <clears throat> Mods. Adept mag and adept targeting. Same reasoning as the Iron Banner perks. We were cautious initially, but think it's time to reduce the penalties for these perks, having them seen them in action. So they reduce this reduce this secondary stat penalty from 20, minus 20 to 15, or minus 15, sorry. Um, they fix Adept Mag not granting reserves when applied to a sword. Adept Counterbalance. This didn't feel like enough of an upgrade over standard Counterbalance stock to be worthwhile, so they increased the recoil direction benefit, so nice. Alright, ooh, exotics. Here we go, ready for this, ready for this? Mida Multitool. We've seen many requests to switch this from Outlaw to something more useful, and one thing we've observed in Mida losing fights to weapons that cause more flint, so here we go. Change the Catalyst perk from Outlaw to No Distractions. That's broken. I do not like that. I, I think that this is going to break the game. That's just me. Um, Alright. Hawk Moon increased priority of Paracostal Charge and Paracostal Shot Buff text. This was sometimes dropping off the bottom of the list. Okay, so if you have too many perks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too many buffs going at the same time, yeah, that would suck. Alright. Cool. The future. Sometime further into Season 14, we expect to touch the following. All shotguns. We don't expect to change to the two dominant shotguns, replacing Quick Draw with Surplus, and nerfing Quick Draw to really move the needle on shotgun usage overall in PvP. We agree with some of the comments that the weapon usage is not only dependent on tuning, but the map design is also a factor. However, we wanted more weapons to be viable on all maps, and we can achieve this through tuning, giving other special weapons from room to excel, and specifics coming later. So I think that's gonna—I think they're gonna do some interesting things with it. So, all right, Dead Man's Tail. With the upcoming nerf to 120 hand cannon range, we expect to see a surge in Dead Man's Tail's usage, which is already high. We had enough moving pieces in season 14 that we didn't want to squeeze this in at the same time. But we have a change ready to go that reigns in its ability to challenge sniper rifles. 120 hand cannons and scout rifles while on hip fire with, without detracing from the fantasy of the weapon. That's cool to know. Fusion rifles. As with some of our other changes, we don't want to bump these too much, too fast, so we'll follow up if needed. So, good to know. Alright, cool. So that's all the perk changes that they're going to be doing. All the changes that are coming to weapons, which I think was pretty cool. Lots of really cool things I think are going to come from this. I hope that there's some pretty cool stuff for it. So we'll see what happens. Um, next up we have our hot fixes, of course. So hot fix 3.1.1.3. Yeah, right? Hot fix 3.1.1.3. Yeah. I uh, went live on Thursday, April 29th. And below is what they added. Titan contender 
Our reverse armor set no longer makes the player's body invisible in per first person. Glows will now work with almost any shader on the, on the reverse Warlock Guardian Games Universe Ornament set, which I'm mad about because it turned my uh, my beautiful Dreaming Cast armor color it now has this bright-ass fucking green glow on a red and black armor look, okay? It's ugly. Um, Eva's weekly and daily Guardian Games bounties will now reset after completing them. Players are no longer being shown inappropriate ownership of future seasons on the season pass ui so good to know um they added uh, guardian games bungee rewards um, players who are interested in acquiring the purchase three bungee reward items associated with guardian games uh will have until the uh may 11th at the uh weekly reset to complete the associated in-game triumphs uh weekly known issues subclass specific emblems no longer unlock when with new light completion the cowboy multiplayer emote sound effects fade in and out during use Stompies, exotic hunter legs, great gap at the waist when used with contender vest on feminine model. The capture completionist triumph may not be unblocking for players who meet the requirements, and the reactive pulse arm mod may no longer be emitting a burst of damage and arc energy. So, good to know. Um, Cosmo wanted to end up with this. The Guardian Games are ongoing, and hunters are off to an early lead, boosted by the superior numbers. But, as the bounties continue to stack, the daily races are getting closer. We saw Warlocks take their first Guardian Games W on Wednesday, and we couldn't be prouder. Will Warlocks win winning Wednesday mark a turning point, or are Titans taking Tuesday only a matter of time? Um, maybe it'll be Hunters who put a stop to all this wordplay. Only time will tell. If there are two still thrilling weeks left in anyone's game, Less than two weeks to go before we usher in our new season. Keep your eyes peeled for more info next week. So I feel like something really cool is going to come out next week, which is pretty cool. Um, next up, I'm going to cover the uh, the patch notes from Hoptex 3.1.1.3. Uh, um, they did fix an activity issue because this one wasn't showing. Um, they didn't put this one in there, but it fixed an occasional crash that would result in Calibri's error. So when you hit the tower, which is pretty cool. So but that's all I really had, guys. Um, appreciate you guys uh, sticking out with us as we do this. Um, I want to say sorry about this week's episode. As soon as we get it fixed, it will be live. I We're just waiting to get it fixed, So, and I'm working on it right now. So bear with us. Um, currently in talks with a few people, trying to get them into the guest pool. So just waiting to hear back. But uh, if you guys have any questions, you can feel free to DM us on our uh, our Discords. Uh, you guys can find uh, Sweaty Spooks. Uh, let me see if I can pull them up real quick. Sweaty Spooks. Uh, that is Sweaty Spooks. That's with a Z. And then it is um, bracket, like the nice square brackets, not the uh, the ones with the, the triangles in the middle, I guess. I, I don't know how to put it. The point. Um capital x capital b one and the and sign capital p capital c closing bracket hashtag zero nine six five and of course king kai is tfb space king kai hashtag eighty two seventy six and of course you can find me on discord at truth lives hashtag forty four oh nine and remember guardians gg and we'll see you out in the wild